0: Everybody. welcome back to The Fin Factor. I'm Paul. And I'm Aaron. This is episode number 185. Now, Aaron, before we even start talking sharks, uh, I want to address something that uh, you had to deal with a little bit today. I don't know if you want to address it, but I'm, I'm gonna do it right now. Um, our title, okay, our title says, sharks winless, comma, hurdle upset. Now, some people thought that this was a clickbait title, that it, it made it sound like hurdle was upset because the sharks were winless, And really, there's a better explanation. And I think I want to give you the opportunity to let people know uh, why the title seems like it might be clickbait.
1: Sure. There's only so much room we can put in the title, so I can't add as much as I want to. Otherwise, it's uh, basically like a Tom hurdle rambling of him going off and it wouldn't make any sense and you wouldn't be able to read it or see it. So um, I was limited by characters
0: so for for the people who think we're we're looking for that extra uh, few more views no no that that's that's not the case it's just that you're supposed to see it as two separate things the sharks are winless also hurdle was upset and it has nothing to do with the two being together there there's a comma but-
1: also you could read the description and see what he was upset about <laughs> there's more explanation down below but whatever oh so-
0: I just wanted to address that and get out of the way. We are not sure. the type to go clickbait titling things. It's just, we're limited by the technology of our time. So.
2: <laughs> oh, you know, I can't lie. It was, you know, a lot last, you know, month. Like <laughs> Give him any full- opportunity
0: to use that. I promise you Super. Jays is coming in with that full, one.
2: The full title is Hurdle's
1: upset about gas prices. <laughs>
0: <laughs> nice, Kellen. Thank you so much. Uh, oh, looks like Noah said Q <laughs> cue the hurdle video <laughs> well done well done yes absolutely zach zach croft saying hurdle has a point though no one is helping out blackwood absolutely and that is the thing that hurdle was upset about not the fact mm-hmm. that the sharks are winless but that uh, nobody stood up to uh, mckenzie blackwood i'm, I'm Sorry, sure he's not I'm happy sure Mackenzie blackwood i should say was that i'm sure he's not happy the sharks are winless well, but that's again we're not trying to clickbait anybody and saying th- right. this is the reason now right we will get to that zach croft we will get to that so um i think for now though aaron let's go ahead and just jump straight into uh the carolina game which happened uh two games prior to that event that we're talking about (laughs) so the sharks play carolina actually was a very good game i thought up until what about the second uh period the end of the second period i think is what it was um but you know again the sharks are doing kind of what we were hoping the sharks were going to do which was be Kind of entertaining here and there, but also uh, pick up losses so that we can get the best draft pick possible. Now, looking at this game, though, Aaron, there's a couple uh, names that that come out, and both of them have a Z in it. Zetterland, uh, with his first goal as a Shark, did you, did you see this one? I know you, you said it's a butte, so uh, you want to describe this one for the
1: people? Well, I think on the play, Zetterland's stick broke, and so he went to the bench to get a new stick, and then that put him kind of uh, ahead of everyone else. So he was behind the defense of of care of Carolina. So when he got his new stick and skated, the sharks had the puck and they looked up and they threw a stretch past him and he got a breakaway. So he gets a breakaway and he finally scores a goal because he had so many chances the last, uh, what, two, three games before that. So it was nice for Zetterland to, to finally get on the score. sheet. that's his first shark goal. Um, And he came in from the trade for Timo Meyer. So it's good to see, you know, Something happening because this is a, a very young still, I would say almost a prospect borderline, not really a prospect, but a guy who should be in their starting lineup. But uh, someone who can who could eventually be a 15 goal scorer, I think, in the NHL, maybe maybe slightly more. But uh, good to see him get going and, and finally get his the monkey off of his back, which there are several other sharks with the same situation. Uh, but um, I thought it was a pretty good goal. He He I think he sniped this one into the corner. Um, pretty quickly so it was really cool really good to see
0: the other z that we were talking about there uh zadina um now you've got him down here with the uh the the wicked wrister now aaron uh he's the we we said this before he was the highest draft pick player currently playing uh for the sharks albeit not a draft pick of the sharks uh but is, is he also just the best
1: forward that the sharks maybe even the best player that the sharks have right now I would say the most skilled player. That's probably the best way to say it. I think he's the most skilled. Um, skilled and best is not always the same, though. So right now, I would say Hurdle's probably one of the best players that the Sharks mm-hmm. have right now. In fact, he's leading the team in scoring. So um, not goal scoring, but just overall points. So I think um, his his shot, though, is pretty good. And his vision, like he has... He's a very highly skilled player, and he's still coming into his own. He's only twenty three years old, so he's still pretty young, um, even though it feels like he's been in the league for a long time. So um, it's good to see he snapped this wrister. I said I said wicked wrister, and the notes um, he put it right over uh, over the the pad, and kind of it was kind of like pinched. I think over the pad and under the glove of um, of the Carolina goalie. So um, I thought it was a really good, really good goal scorer's goal on the power play too. So, um, it's good for him to get his second of the season. Now. Glad to see, unlike, um,
0: some of the other guys that we got, uh, as, as reclamation progress, uh, projects, as we'll talk about, uh, some of them later on, but glad to see that the gamble here, uh, with Zadina, uh, seems to be paying off now again, very early in the season. He's got two goals. Great. That can dry up real quick, uh, especially on the team that doesn't have a whole lot of supporting cast around him. So, um, Again, fingers crossed, but uh, again, it seems like Greer might've got this one right. So uh, kudos to my girl on that one, at least so far. Um, Now you got Eklund here, his first goal of the year. This one happened uh, in the game against, uh, you know, again, (laughs) Burnsy playing in Carolina. Kind of nice to have that little bit of reunion. I guess Burnsy did a, a dinner or lunch or something like that with, a couple of the guys are just nice, but that's beside the point. Anyway, Eklund, like I said, he gets uh, first goal of the year. Nice to get this guy uh, kind of chugging and moving. Uh, we've seen him with the puck. We've seen him uh, with some nice passing and everything else. Good for the the young guy to get a goal, though.
1: Yeah, and it's his first point, too. He doesn't even have an assist on the season. So um, good to get him going because I think he's he's going to be one of the core players of the Sharks. So we start to see him pick it up and and start contributing more to the team, at least uh, offensively. Uh, it's, it's it's good to see. And again, another monkey off their back. Now, the Sharks have... Philip Zidina is leading the team with two goals. Two. We'll, <laughs> we'll talk about this in a little bit. But Zetterlin, Hurdle, Borleau, DeClaire, and Eklund all have one. Nobody else has anything. So, uh, someone's got to score the goals, right? Somebody, somebody's Somebody's got to step up it depends on how you're looking
0: at this season Aaron. <laughs> we're yeah. sitting
1: pretty right now it's pretty with- brutal someone in our uh in our fantasy league just just sent a message out earlier saying um uh alex to has more goals than the sharks <laughs> on this season right now just just not good he already has two hat tricks on the season which he's on my fantasy team, so it's oh, a big win for you. for you. Thank you. Thank uh you. quick comment here.
0: Ben and are saying after a couple of games, I can definitely see us getting sixty-eight. Losses though, not points. <laughs> sixty-eight losses would be, a yeah, brutal losses would be season. pretty epic. Oh, uh, thank you, brutal. Ben, for for that comment. Uh Zach, hold that thought, buddy. He says Mike Hoffman is due for a goal. We'll be talking about that a little bit later on. Um yeah. and then let's see here. We got the uh Sharks. Uh, up three to two going into the third here, and Carolina explodes. Uh four goals in a six minute span. Aaron,
1: what's what's your feeling on this? Is the did the team just give up? I parts some of the goals were legit. Some of them I think were a little bit on the softer side. Some of them is just dumb puck luck. Like one that that I think two goals of those four were tipped off of a sharks defenseman and in where Blackwood didn't really have a chance. Um so it's just like just terrible luck in a way. But also you create your own luck. Yeah, you're going to have some bad bounces go against you, but but you create your own luck by working hard. And to me, the Sharks kind of once again did not play a full 60 minute um, game and they looked pretty deflated after, you know, they finally have a lead in the game and they blow it. So it's just it's deflating. So um, the Sharks really need to if they're going to get a win this season, buckle down once they get a lead um, because they're not going to be a team that's going to score four or five goals in a game. It's just not going to happen. They're not that offensively talented. So they're to win a game, they have to really buckle down on defense and and limit the chances, which they have not been doing. Look at the shots against in every game. It's pathetic. Um, the goalies are just getting shellacked every night. So it it sucks. I thought this... I thought they played well going into that third period, and then just completely melted down. And then everyone's like, "Oh, yep, there's the Sharks of 2023." That's that's what the season's going to be like. So it was pretty brutal. It's pretty, it sucks. I feel bad for them. You know, like I feel bad for the team because it's it's. I don't want to say it's a losing culture, but last year they started 0 five. This year they're 0 four and one. Close enough. They got one more point than last year. Ah, it just sucks, man. It sucks. It's going to suck. <laughs> we just stunk. You know, we stunk. <laughs> Pretty much. That's going to be the quote of the season. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm so glad that we
0: did that clip, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> um. So. Aaron, you had mentioned that uh, the team needs to be better defensively. We need to to kind of lock it down much better. But there's other ways to win games, right? Score more goals. And one of the ways you do that is you capitalize on the power play, Aaron. And we've got a note here about the power play. and And you're saying that you don't like the five forward power play. I have to say that I agree with you on that one. But in order for there to not be a five forward power play, there must be an offensively minded defenseman and i'm hoping super producer jason is ready do we do we have an offensively minded defenseman in mind
1: a warrior may retreat he does not flee but they sent him down they did Terrible. I, I don't i don't disagree with their decision i, I don't even want to talk to you anymore I, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know super producer Jason spent all this time putting that graphic together and then ah. we might not even use it because he got sent to the AHL. But I think uh, for me, Thrun is going to thrive more down at the AHA level, AHL level with the Cuda than he is with uh, with the Sharks, only because he's going to get way more ice time. He's going to be the man at the Barracuda level where he's going to have you know power play, probably penalty kill, 25 minutes a night, he's just going to kill it. And then once he gets that, you know, once he dominates that, then it's ready for him to come up to the NHL. Then I think it will, that confidence will carry over, which is pretty much what Mike Greer wants for all of these young prospects to what he calls overcooking. You're overcooking at the lower levels so that when you come into the NHL, you are more than ready and you have confidence and you start producing right away. So I don't disagree with this decision. Plus, he, is allowed to be sent down without going through waivers. So it also makes sense. Um, and a Hoikchuk is coming in. I don't know if you saw that he's currently in a uh, conditioning stint at the AHL level, but he's going to be coming in. I'm excited to see what he can do because I have not seen him play at all. And I've seen a lot of people on online on Twitter and Reddit that are excited to see. They were excited last year saying how good he was at the, uh, even lower levels of that uh, was a junior hockey um, and that he's going to surprise some people. So I'm excited to see what he can bring and um, probably get maybe a cup of coffee at the NHL level and see what he can do from there. But I don't know. Kinesia have also filled in for that spot and he came back from injury. So um, it, it was Thrun just didn't have space and it's better for Thrun to get 20 plus minutes a night. Being the man, then what, 14, 15 minutes a night at the NHL level and not really getting a lot other than power play time. That's my thoughts. Sorry. Sorry to burst your bubble. Like, fair enough. Fine. But
0: uh, no. Thrun is awesome. And I like him a lot. Almost as much as Matt Benning. Yes, Noah Claxton <laughs> says Matt Benning is our uh, our man on the, point, on the point in the power play. Uh, I would disagree with you. I, I mean, who who else? Really, who
1: else? Uh, uh, K'nijov is pretty much, the yeah, only one. is the next best I, one. I think, think that's yeah. probably the if next, if not best. Ferraro. Yeah, I don't even think Ferraro is as good as Kniejov is offensively. Offensively, I would agree with you on yeah. that one. I would say Vlasic over Ferraro offensively. I'm sorry. Well, Vlasic used to power play the second power play for a while when it was just Burns before Carlson came in, and then when Carlson was there, he would get you know the scraps of the 15 seconds that Carlson would be off the ice for the power play at the end of the power play. I don't know. I just, I think that would, he has a little bit more simple skill of getting the puck to the net. I think
0: simple at this point in his career is probably the right word to use. CJ. Nice comment here. Great show. Great content. I love the producing and commentary. I look forward to your guys' show every week. Just wanted to give you all some flowers. Oh, thank you, CJ. do appreciate that. But wasn't CJ the one that said he was going to go to bed? I (laughs) could have swore that was him.
1: Couldn't couldn't do it. He's too too enthralled in our show. Got hooked. (laughs) That's how we do it, buddy. We don't need (laughs) clickbait. (laughs) All right, Noah. That does sound like something the Sharks would do, run a power play quarterback. I'm not saying they should. That's not what I'm saying. I was doing more of the pecking order of, who is left without Thrun. That's all I'm saying. And I would say Vlasic over Ferraro. That's it. And I'm going to disagree then, that's not with you exact. wholeheartedly on that. I'm saying Kanizov yes. to me, is the best bet. Okay.
0: Kineshav and Benning, we would say, right? Right. Okay. And then, then after that, you've got Vlasic? Vlasic. and Ferraro, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. If, if that's if that's our best option, I think we're in much more trouble than I thought we were this season. And that's what I, I thought we weren't even going to get to 68 points.
1: That's that's our best option. That's my point. It's not good. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, Blackwood, you like the way he looked in this game, despite the 6-3 loss. Um, so, yeah, tell me a little bit about uh, Mackenzie Blackwood. Obviously, uh, you know, we we saw was that? Oh go, oh, go ahead. I was saying, obviously, we saw what he could do. Uh, in his first game of the season. And then, of course, everybody's expecting that he's going to have like a 98 save percentage every game, which just (laughs) is not sustainable, clearly. Um, But you like this guy, and I do too. So go ahead, fire away. What do you think about him looking good in a game where they lose 6-3? to
1: I think he looks sharp. I think his positioning is great. I think his reactions are incredible. Um, He's had a couple saves. I mean, just in this Carolina game alone, there's probably at least two, maybe three, where you see the forward blown away. The Carolina forward blown away that they did not score a goal. Um, to me, that is a good sign for your goalie that he's making them think twice about shooting again. But I think uh, he's made some amazing game-breaking saves. Had he been on a Sharks team five years ago, they would have gone a long way. But he's on a, a team where he's going to be getting a lot of rubber, so he's going to get a lot of practice in. Um, he is on a two-year deal so i don't think the sharks would trade him this season but i wouldn't be shocked if they did i would rather see them hold on to him because right now i think he's the best option they have in goal including their whole system and he's not that old so i could see him sticking around or i would like him to stick around i think um it was funny because when the sharks traded for him i think everyone all the new jersey fans were kind of Clapping back and laughing, saying "Good luck, have fun with Blackwood." He's terrible. He just had some injuries and and some bad luck. So I think uh getting him back on track, and he's looking like a legit, very good goalie in this league. I wouldn't say he's a top five, but I could see him top ten, top top ten starter in this league, which is pretty good. If he was on a better team, he would be definitely in the top ten because he's on the Sharks. He's a little bit less, but he's still over a nine hundred save percentage. On the Sharks, on this terrible team. That's pretty good. Martin Jones couldn't even get over 900 on a very good team. I'll say that. <laughs> so I know the bar is very low for us Sharks fans for the goaltending and the save percentage, but Blackwood so far uh, has seemed pretty legit. I'm, I'm happy with the decision that the Sharks went after him.
0: Before we move on, just want to uh, make sure everybody understands the opportunity here to uh, help support the show. If you'd like to do that, there is a Super Chat function. Uh, and as well as the uh, Venmo, you can go at the Fin Factor. Any comment you put in either one of those, uh, if we see it, we'll go ahead and, and uh, call it out here live on the show, and we will address it uh, immediately. Um, also, if you'd like to support the show but get something back in return, you can go to the uh, merch part of our store there, the finfactor.com, and take a look, and you got hats and water bottles. I did it this time, and uh, sweatshirts and all kinds of other stuff that are over there, so if you'd like to do that, please feel free to support the show that way as well. Do appreciate it. One of the best things you guys to do, honestly, share. So if it's a a, uh, I was about to say Twitter, but it's X now. So if you want to uh, re X the X, what's it called now? X. Re-post. Just Xing. Repost. 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 If you'd like to repost uh, on X, that'd be excellent. And sharing on Facebook, all the things. Get us out to uh, your Sharks friends and family, because if you're enjoying the show, they probably will as well. So thank you guys so much. I appreciate your support. Aaron, the Sharks play... Uh Boston, and we kind of figured this is how this one was going to go as well. Uh a 3-1 loss, not nearly as bad by the numbers, I guess you could say. Um now you have a note here about Marshawn. I don't know why we're talking about Boston players, quite <laughs> frankly. But uh I, go ahead. What did you want to say about Marshawn?
1: That that goal, if you go back and look at that goal, um I'm I i can not remember who he dipsy doodled. He kind of turns some guy inside out, takes a shot, and just kind of he picks a corner, man. Like it was it was like wow, like. You have to give it to him. That was a really good goal. It's a very highly skilled player doing a very highly skilled move and shot. You're not going to be able to stop everything. I thought that was like, you can't really blame anyone on that one. I thought it was great. Um, the follow-up goal is what kills me when you give up. Cause that goal was like what, two minutes before the period was over. Still a dagger. Like you're, you're about to go in the period down or uh, tied tied zero, zero, You know, it's kind of a good build some momentum and get going. And then they score a goal and you're like, oh, fine. All right, you're down by one. And then they score it immediately after that. That one was brutal. The second one was brutal. So I just wanted to talk about the first goal. Not really uh, avoidable, if you will. The second one, definitely avoidable. And for a while, I didn't realize this, but we're going to talk about it. I thought the Sharks coaching staff should have reviewed this because I thought it was kind of. I'm trying to think of a nice way to say it. Not the correct way a goal could have been scored. I want to say something okay. else about that. But I thought um, I thought the coaching staff <laughs> should review this or, or throw in a challenge, right? And and had the referees look at this. I was also kind of upset that, you know, if Toronto didn't take a look at this and say, hey, you know, let's slow down and make sure this is a legit goal. But there is an explanation which I think you have little to talk about here well
0: i mean not really quinn's gonna do the talking it's actually a really short clip but um yeah actually what we'll do this is this is uh coach quinn uh after the game uh with the media scrum kind of explaining he was asked like hey how come you didn't you know uh, challenge that what, what did you see that you know made you not want to challenge it and so this is uh coach quinn uh responding to that question uh with his answer so go ahead super jason
2: it was the right call. Cody and uh, Nick right away said, it's a good goal. And then, you know, they spent a lot of time watching the goals that go to review and uh, touch the puck first and push this bad. We've already checked with the league and it was the we of the we lost.
0: So not a missed call. Nothing that they didn't see. N- none of that kind of thing. They saw exactly what happened. And based on the feedback that they were given uh, right after the goal was scored, it was the explanation was simply that the puck was not covered at the time, right? If the puck is under the pad and they're like jamming at the pad and it goes, okay, fine. Puck's covered. If the puck's not covered, which it wasn't, it was sitting out, uh, they're still able to whack away at it. And the fact that they hit the puck into the pad, that's what shoved it in. That's what they're saying. It's, it's a good goal. So, while we may not agree with the ruling, that is the rule. And so that's why he didn't bother challenging it because, you know, you get a penalty and everything too. So he's yep. just like, you know what? Uh, that They're telling me that they've uh, th- this is a good goal. And I guess after the fact, they found out that, yeah, from the league, that if they had challenged it, they would have lost that challenge. So, um, Aaron, I, again, I don't really like this. I don't like that you can have the puck as a buffer between the pad and the stick and just shove. And, and that's okay. Um, I think a goal ought to go in on a, on a shot uh, more than a, a shoving motion where you push the goaltender, even if the puck is in between the stick and the pad. Yeah. I don't think you should be
1: able to shove a goalie in to get a goal, but I don't know. I agree. I I think the rule, they, they played it by the rule, and it was a goal. I don't like the rule, and I think that's kind of bunk and should be changed. I, and I don't know, like... The league's not going to change that rule based on this one play. But imagine that kind of goal scored in the playoffs against the home team. How the fans would react to that and the kind of flack that they would be getting, especially if it was in a original six team. So imagine it was going the other way and the Sharks scored on Boston, right? Like it just, I, I think it would have been a bigger deal, but because it was scored on the Sharks and the small market team, on a terrible team, nobody's going to care. So that kind of sucks too, but I don't, I don't like the way exactly what you just said. I think it's, it's lame. It should be a shot. You should be able to push it in. Um, I think you might see more scrums like that where people just shove their sticks in. I don't know. I, it's just, I watched that play over and over and I was like, how, how is that a goal? But now I understand it. Cause he didn't have it covered. If he had his pad on top of it or, his, or his stick or his, glove or anything I, I guess that's why Dominic Kashuk would just drop a stick and pick up the puck right like yeah. plays over I have the puck in my hand Um, I don't know I don't like it I don't like it No suit for you <laughs> I, yeah, I don't like it but I understand it now I understand it afterwards I didn't understand it during the game I was so there, upset but you said you
0: said that they're probably not going to change the ruling because it's the Sharks well that's not true they've changed the rules a couple times based on the Sharks if you recall against the Sharks <laughs> against the Sharks. It's different.
1: If anything, Chasing the horizon
0: says the goalie should hold the line. I think you're correct. However, there's also very big, strong human beings that are shoving you across a very slick surface. To which You don't have much uh, other than the blade of your skate uh, to keep you from sliding. So uh, you're unless ice. you're on your blade, which he was, and he was, I, he was down. Um, See, it's pretty I, easy to shove somebody across the ice like that.
1: So I think that can cause an injury too. Cause you have the goalie, at that point with their foot extended out, they're not going to get any grip with their skate because their foot is completely sideways. You can see like a groin injury because they're kicking forward while they're pushing back against your leg and it's strength on strength. And that's just an awkward position. I just, I don't like it. I don't think it's a, it's a dangerous play to me, like not just lame for goal scoring, but I think it's a dangerous play.
0: Um, There's another question here from Peter St. John's my question is why didn't any shark play the body and clear those buggers away from the puck? Now, Before we kind of address that, there is an incident uh, in the next game that directly ties into this, I think. So maybe we'll kind of save that for uh, just the next little segment here. So hang on to that, Peter St. John. Um, But I do think that maybe the answer is going to be that the Sharks need to toughen up a little bit and uh, we'll we'll certainly uh, get to that. So. Uh, there you go. Now, uh, Aaron, we we had talked about Vlasic uh, possibly being the power qu- play quarterback. Um, I ugh, I don't even know really how to segue to this one because uh, Vlasic had one of the worst games of his career statistically, according to <laughs> Shang Peng, uh, in the Boston game. Um, but uh, yeah, buddy, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> to be he clear, had 13 minutes of ice time.
1: This is I was, um, this is low for Vlasic. I was uh, not um, saying he should be the power play quarterback. That's not what I'm saying. That hey, you clickbait titles and you try to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying he's number three in the pecking order, not number four. That's it. He's <laughs> <laughs> giving you a hard time.
0: Uh, so you got uh, Vlasic with 13 minutes of uh, of ice time. The Sharks get outshot 16-2 to with 13 scoring chances against uh, while he's on the ice. Uh, He also had uh, two goals against of the three. So um, there's more advanced stats that go into that, but we're not going to. Shang, if you want to know all about that, please go check out Shang Peng, uh, San Jose Hockey now. He does amazing work. Uh, The guy puts in a lot
1: of hard work and a lot of time. Uh, much more than we do, so uh, please give him a look. Some of my favorite stuff he does on there is a breakdown of plays. With he does a bunch of gifts for like uh, certain plays, and it's it's fantastic. And that's one of the main reasons I like subscribing is those articles alone. He doesn't do them all the time, but those ones are really good. So that's really the only thing I wanted to say about plastic <laughs> here. You just like to rub it in, huh?
0: Like, I, no, 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 no. That's the only thing I wanted to say about plastic here because when we move on to the Nashville game, which would be right now, the very first thing I'm going to bring up is that Vlasic was benched halfway through the second period. Uh, (laughs) Come on, man. (laughs) You can't tell me Thrun is worse than this. Now, obviously you can't move this. He's got a no move clause. And this is one of the things I'm going to talk about now with with, with Vlasic is you got three more years of this at $7 million a year. Now, again, From a certain point of view, it depends on how you're looking at the season. For me, this isn't a big problem because we're not trying to be that good anyway. He's actually helping, right? Um, He's blocking better talent from coming in with the $7 million for the next three years. And he's having one of the worst seasons so far. Uh, It's certainly one of the, the worst games. Um, so that's helping the Sharks get to where they ultimately need to get. But when we're talking about having an entertaining products somewhat still on the ice, this is not it, buddy. This is not it. I, for me, he is like the seventh defenseman that I would put on the power play. I'd put anybody else and I'd make a forward a defenseman before I put him uh, on on the power play. Uh, I, I'd stick with the five man forward unit, frankly. Wow. But, wow. but uh, yeah, he can't be waived. Right. He's got a no move clause. You can't bury him in the AHL. Uh, he's got a three team trade list, but he has zero value because he's playing horribly and he's $7 million contract. You can't buy him out. Cause if you do, you're going to feel it for the next six years. Like there's, what do you do with this guy? You can only healthy scratch him basically, right? You can healthy scratch him and to get him out of your lineup. And that's fine. Yeah, I mean, again, yeah. for me, I, you play the guy and you just take, take the L.
1: To me, this is why Thrun staying the AHL is better because this season's a lost season. He's going to be playing at the NHL level. He's not going to do well. He's going to get exposed a lot, and he won't progress. I'm more worried about progression. Who cares about this season? Keep Vlasic playing. What's, <laughs> if you have Thrun in there and Vlasic's a healthy scratch, right, the Sharks will be, what, 10% better? You know, like, Sure. season wise for how many points they're going to get it's negligible like it's pointless so you might as well have Thrun progress and have more ice time at the AHL level what I see what you did there pointless well
0: done buddy you didn't even know you did it way to go proud of you we just stunk Oh, my God. Yeah. Actually, who was it that had said that earlier? It's probably Ben. Yeah. Ben says we just stunk As surprisingly can be the answer for most of, <laughs> of uh, if not all of our questions. Yeah, absolutely. It's true. It's,
1: true. it's a great. It's, yeah,
0: it's OK. Hey, like I said, we can be a bad team points wise. Right. And statistically, but still be somewhat entertaining to watch. And for me, that's kind of what it's been. I, there are moments of the game where I'm like, oh, hey, that's awesome. And then we just get railed and that's OK. Uh, but you know, again, um, I, st- I still think it's, it's not a bad time to become a Sharks fan because again, in a couple of years, all of this young talent that we're now getting through trades and draft and everything else are going to come up. So, uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm pleading with you guys, please check out the Sharks right now. Uh, watch how bad they are. It's going to get better from here. The trajectory should be going up, uh, right after this season. It's, we shall see. I so, like to
1: tell people it's like the Warriors from the late 2000s. Yeah. Right. They just get Steph Curry, but he's injured a lot. But he's going to be your core player and you get some other pieces in there eventually. And look what happened. So that's kind of where I'm at. All right. So Peter
0: St. John, um, he says this is tough. It's a results business and Vlasic is not producing. The critique is totally valid, but we disregard his body of work. He's been a warrior for us for almost two decades. Peter St. John, 100 percent. I agree there's, there's, he's been, like you said, an absolute warrior for us uh, for as long as he's been on the team. However, you are right. This is a results based business and um, it's kind of, you know, we talked about this before, Aaron, what have you done for me lately? Right. And lately we're talking about years now, not just the season years now where Vlasic has been a bit of a boat anchor. Um, There were times where even I was saying, you know what, for another team to take on vlasic's contract if we were to cut that in half right 3.5 million I think some teams would have taken a uh, two years ago vlasic at 3.5 and then you do it again because you can do it twice um at one point was it, 75 five or whatever it is I think a team would be more than happy to have a vlasic of a couple years ago at 1.75 at this point though I don't even know that anybody wants them for just under two mil so um even if we were to figure something out where we could you know, Again, you'd have to send stuff the other way but to get him off your roster, which, again, at this point just doesn't make any sense to do that. Um, but I don't think anybody else would even want the guy to be honest with you. So, yes, um, he's done a lot for us, but at some point, like enough's enough. <laughs> and I I think right now his, uh, he's probably not looking at retirement either. That's, that's the weird thing is <laughs> when, when you're this Too late when your numbers are
1: this low buddy, like just let it
0: go, you know, but I don't, I think he's just happy to get paid. So
1: look what Ben said, give pickles the games. He will be the one with the most games played for the sharks. And that's something to look forward to these days. Play Vlasic, get the L's given the most play- games played for the sharks award. And hopefully the first overall pick um, pickles played with us since he was 18. And as of now, that's half his life, which is amazing. It's amazing True. how much this guy has played. And, and, maybe not so much in the last season or two, but consistently he's been a, was a top shutdown defenseman in the league. And this is what kind of irks me. He earned that contract big time. He was not getting paid early on the season, early on in his career, sorry, not season, but in the career, in his career where he should have been paid one of the top shutdown defensemen in the league. It's just the way it kind of works. You have to prove it. Then you get paid and then you stink because you're old. That's, the stage he's at right now so i don't mind his contract yeah it sucks that it's kind of an anchor but it is what it is and you should see how many other teams are up against the cap you know what teams are doing this season because they're all so many up against the cap they're playing they're dressing 21 players instead of or what is it 23 23 22 instead of 23 players so they leave one player out so that they can get an extra hundred thousand dollars for one game dressing one player less for one game so that they can call somebody up from the minors sharks are not in that position, which is great. I think the sharks are going to utilize that cap space that they have at the trade deadline because so many teams are so stuck right now. The only way I can see Vlasic getting moved. Sure. He has a three team, no trade claw or whatever. He has to submit three teams. That's, that's not a big deal. Like think about it. any team Vlasic goes to is going to be better than the Sharks at this point. Sure. The Sharks are so bad. So, um I the only way I would see him getting moved is for another bad contract from the other team swapping him basically. Could happen. You never know. Maybe the Sharks retain some salary and then take the full bad contract back from the other team so that gives them some relief and then Vlasic can provide I think he would be a good depth seventh defenseman on a good team. Someone gets hurt, you can plug him in as your bottom pairing guy and not have to worry that it's some rookie. So I don't know. I mean, it could be his motivation is just not there either because the Sharks have been terrible. So he's not as motivated to go all out every night compared to a team where there's a lot more on the line. I don't know. We just
2: stuck. I'm just spitballing.
1: I'm just spitballing. So Peter
0: Saint John says Vlasic has two Olympic gold medals for Team Canada. There's a reason he was chosen for Team Canada, 100. percent. But just like Nolan void underneath you says, that was then. um Yeah, that was then. I mean, it's great that he's done that. It's great all the things that he's accomplished in his career. I just wish that he would let his career die at this point. I think is really what I'm getting at, man. You you've done it. You you won. You won, buddy. You did it. Congrats. You have an amazing career. Half your life you spend playing professional hockey. You didn't win a cup. Oh well. But you know what? Everything else, you've you've been amazing. Great job. Can we can we can we get out of the last couple of years of the contract? <laughs> but Ben and Gunsry, again, from a certain point of view, he says he's still producing guys. We're going for first overall, right? <laughs> Be directly back to
1: Vlasic, getting that first overall pick.
0: Ben, I'm telling you, you are a glass half full kind of guy. <laughs> Appreciate you, buddy. You are very welcome here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think it's enough hounding on Vlasic. I, 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 you know, again, I, I like what he's done for us. I just don't like what he's doing. Uh, so, there you I go.
1: don't really care because no. the season's lost. So whatever. again,
0: fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> but, when the sea if the season's not going to be lost for the next season and the next season after that, if if we've got guys that are kind of coming up and can take that spot, just kind of sucks that we've got a seven million dollar boat anchor in the way. I'm not worried. Just saying. Not worried. Anyway, Um, now this is the part that was controversial in the title here, Aaron. <laughs> Her Finally. Was upset. He's upset looked- at Vlasic's horrible contract. That's what it is, right? Clickbait. No, I'm just kidding. There's no speculation here. Anyway, what we're saying is uh, he was upset about the lack of reaction by the Sharks when Forsberg slammed on top of Blackwood. And you say slam, we're talking about body slam. Now, I saw something that maybe some other folks didn't see, which is okay. But we do have a clip here, and I think we'll go ahead and start off with the clip. Did you want to set this up
1: a certain way? Uh, sure. This is um, The clip is going to be about Hurl after the game talking about the play. So to set up the play for those who didn't see it, um blackwood makes a save he's kind of he's laying kind of down on the ice like like stretched out on his belly and uh forsberg kind of comes in and falls on top of him and lands on him kind of rolls off of him a little bit and nobody did anything no sharks like got in his face got mad at him nothing so it was kind of a weird weird play to begin with but also like i don't think he was doing it on purpose he wasn't trying to hurt him but that's not the point, And that sets up this clip of Hurdle talking about that after the game.
2: Just don't like, you know, last 10 minutes, you know, because we just let Blackie alone, you know, he's on the back. You know, we have to just be there more together, step it up. Like if it's 5-1, you have to some cross check somebody and show them they can do anything. But I'm more mad about the game just about the last couple minutes because we just let our goal, goalie alone and we don't show anything, you know, we have to show them they can do it to us, you know, and at least, at least play hard, you know, around the net but, yeah, it's like, just can't happen you know? especially the last five minutes, like, nobody cares if anybody takes extra two minutes, you know and, and you know I think the locker room is great, but uh, everything, you know, but that's like especially, you know, up to our goalies I think they stand on our head for us, you know they play both really well and and we have to show them we, we're there for them you know, so so uh, we have to just be ready and, and show the other teams they can do anything. And, uh, it's, and even after that, you know, we have so many rebu- they have so many rebounds, just let them play. And we just left Blackie alone. And, and you know, I don't like, you know, for sure I was mad about that. And and for next time we have to change, you know, we have a great group here. I know everybody, I think, knows what's supposed to be do. But, you know, this can happen, you know, we have to show in front of the net nobody can do anything to our goalies
1: i know i love hurdle that was one really long sentence of him <laughs> that's to me i think i am and i'm speculating here but i think they went into that locker room and i think quinn ripped them a new one all of them for not standing up for blackwood i'm not saying that hurdle didn't think those thoughts before but i think the message was sent and I don't think we will see anything like that happen again this entire season. What do you think? Um, for the rest of the season, probably not.
0: No, um, I think it was pretty, pretty obvious that um, both hurdle and Quinn talked to, to the media afterwards as well. and says that will be addressed. Right. So um, I think for sure, you're not going to see that happening, whether it's intentional or not. Now for, for me, I, I'm with you. I don't think it was an intentional thing because um the clip that i saw was and it was a weird one too because so the first guy comes through the net and actually kind of clips blackwood's head going through the paint and i think that's what made him fall back and his stick dropped forsberg comes in and it's like he picked up his i want to say his left leg he picked, like i think he picked up his left leg for some reason it was weird And he's on one leg on his right. I think he was just trying to avoid him, kind of. And he ends up skating over the stick with his right leg. And kind of trips and kind of goes forward. And then you see him jump. And I think that was his way of trying to avoid because he had tripped. So he was trying to jump and get out, you know. But I think it just made it worse because he ended up jumping up in the air and just, like, you know, with the coming down on the guy like this almost. Uh, But as soon as he came down, like, he did, like, a, you know, what's it called? the The – the what's it called fetal position and just kind of rolled off them, of like, oh god, please, like, don't hurt me. I think is what he was thinking. Um, uh, but yeah, the, the sharks just kind of sat there and looked at it. They just saw that it had happened and was like, Oh man, that sucks, bummer. Um, so where are we dropping the puck now? And it's just yeah. no guys, there needs to be a response, like again, even yeah. if it's not intentional, the fact of the matter it's is your good. goaltender is down and somebody yeah. goes on top of them. You gotta grab that guy by the collar and yank him. Um, now, Aaron, there was something else about the the what do you call it um, about Forsberg for the rest of the game, and their coach did a certain thing. So, why don't you uh, let the
1: folks know what I'm I'm referring to? Well, the coach on the other team knew he should have gotten it and <laughs> gotten cross-checked and and possibly hurt because uh, Forsberg didn't play the rest of the game, and not because it was like a dirty play and the coach was mad at him, but he knew there's going to be some retaliation or at least there should have been some retaliation on Forsberg for, for doing that. So um, both teams knew and both and the sharks did nothing about it. So I, I I, intentional or not, uh, he put himself in that dangerous position. It's kind of reckless and it should have been addressed and it should have been, don't take any, any liberties against our goalie because we will take many against you for even thinking about it. So to me, it's like, man, if you touch somebody's bullet that's almost a free shot to cross-check someone. The referees, unless it's egregious, yeah. or you're hitting them up high or something, you hit a guy in the back or on the side or on the arm even, or the legs, like, hey, don't do that. It's, you send the message. The referees usually do not even call that. So it, it's almost like a free shot, and they didn't take it. And it's, it's just... This team is so bad, they need to be together. If they're not, then it's going to be an even worse season. So I think that is, again, this word that's been around for, what, three seasons now, culture, right? The culture needs to change. It's slow, and long, methodical process, but it needs to change. So I think it's been addressed, and I bet they come out mean in the next game. Yeah, I mean, when, when the
0: guy gets benched essentially to, to save him. Uh, and that's the other coach that's like an anticipating a, a reaction because they didn't get one. Um, that should tell you exactly what the Sharks should have been thinking, uh, when that happened. So yes, we don't think that it was an intentional thing at all. Uh, but again, it requires a response. Um, so I don't know. Uh, we do have a roll call question here that's, uh, pertaining to this though. So for our roll call, Why don't you let us know where you guys are watching from and let us know if you think that this sort of non-response is going to happen again. Aaron, you already posed the question to me. I don't think for the rest of the season, we're going to see uh, that bit of non-response, but I do want to say um, who is it that was sitting right in front of Matt Benning. Matt Benning was the guy that was standing there right in front. Now that he's been getting a little bit of flack uh, for standing there and not doing anything. Now you're, you, uh, thought maybe it's because Matt Benning is just too nice,
1: right? That's not, no.
0: Could very well be the case. Maybe Matt Benning is just too nice. Now, I can attest to that. Again, gave my kids two sticks. So, Matt Benning, uh, thank you so much. I, that's my reasoning, I think. He didn't want to break his stick over the guy because he already but, gave him away. He's only got so many, but he doesn't make that much money,
1: right? Get on with it! Jersey you're going to buy is a Matt Benning jersey. By the way, the NHL <laughs> buy the sticks for the players. The players don't buy their own sticks, which is why they hand them out so freely. That's they don't, true. Which might change under the next CBA agreement. I wouldn't be surprised. Because teams are cheap.
0: <laughs> in any case, uh, yeah. So there you go. There's the the roll call question. We'll go ahead and let you guys fill that in. And Aaron, I don't know if you want to take any of these or if you want to further
1: anything else with uh,
0: with the the clip that we were just talking about here.
1: Nolan Boyd, hello from Dallas, Oregon. Is that a typo? Is it really a Dallas, Oregon? I didn't know that. Uh, I'm sure it will. We'll have been like this for three seasons now. Kellen uh, Foster, I'm telling you, a Hoychuk, best pirate saying in the league, is going to surprise you with his physical play. I wouldn't be surprised. As soon as he's up to speed, because he's he is doing a conditioning assignment in the AHL, I would not be surprised if we see him in there. Which, Burroughs. Have you seen some hits that Burroughs has been landing? Yeah. Oh, my God. I love it. I love it. I want to see more of that. Um, and in this play, I imagine if Burroughs is on the ice and that was Burroughs instead of Benning, that guy would have been pummeled. Probably oh, Forsberg yeah. would have Forsberg probably would have gotten Burroughs. Probably would have gotten in his face. Then someone else would have stepped in for Forsberg because that's one of their best players. So not that Forsberg would have gotten a fight, but. Would at least gotten roughed up a little bit before fighting someone else it it's funny though because
0: um although i'm also uh interested in seeing what a can bring um i think it was graham who said uh i was like yeah you know a is another guy that we think might uh might be something special and he is he is uh he is a guy that was his his response <laughs> to that so if graham doesn't think he's uh worth getting excited over i don't know are well, we getting excited over nothing
1: i'm not expecting a Top top pairing defenseman here. No. But probably another guy in the bottom kind of like Burroughs. Like yeah. Maybe can put move the puck a little bit better than Burroughs. Hey but man. Can land some big hits. Again, yeah. again. I'm not expecting
0: top pairing anything, but my goal for this season is to be entertained while exactly. we lose, but to be entertained nonetheless.
1: I I want to see these young guys improve. I want to see improvements week over week getting better and seeing who's going to stick around as maybe not necessarily a core player like those like Eklund, but like these outside players, you know, like the ones that are basically competing for a job next season and beyond. Right. They got to fight. Yeah. They got to be hard. So yeah, that's, that's what I'm looking for. Again, it goes back to our, what, our first, our first episode, how to watch the sharks this season. Cause it's going to be hard. It's going to be tough. It's going to be rough. It's going to be sad. It's going to be depressing. Find the good. Find the light in the darkness. that this. And I think you couldn't
0: made. have segued it any better because now we're trying to pull away some positives, Aaron. So what kind of positives can Sharks fans pull out from this gigantic mess that we've laid out before you?
1: Sharks have not been shut out. As bad as they aren't scoring, they have not been shut out. So. I guess that's the standard or the the low bar is, is scoring at least one goal a game. So no shutouts and they've had some home games or a lot of home games. So no, you've seen a goal at the arena. Be sure to get there on time so you don't miss it, but there's going to be at least one goal, almost a guarantee at this point. Um, I think uh, to me, Zadina and Blackwood look to be fantastic additions to the Sharks. Both of them kind of, as you said earlier, reclamation projects in a way. Blackwood was a great goalie three years ago. And then the last two seasons he's been not very good. So kind of a reclamation project. Zadina, same thing. He came out as a rookie, um, was a number six overall pick and and was playing well for Detroit, and then just kind of tailed off after some injuries. Exact same situation. I think he looks fantastic. I think he looks like he still has a lot of promise. Granted, it's very, very early in the season, but um, at least it's not like adding. Uh, oh my gosh. I can't even think of the guy who, uh, who has some, blom improm- Lindblom blom Now blom was a very late round pick. Sure. It's not a, it's not a sixth overall pick that's not performing. Right. So expectations are a little bit lower. He just, he had promise and showed like he was playing well early in his career before he had his cancer, but um, not a player like that basically. So, I think uh Zadina has some promise and I I like him enough where I would want him to stick around. Like be be part of that core with the Sharks. Um but I have a feeling he's going to get he'll get traded at the at the deadline. He's on such a team friendly deal and he's so good. He's only 1.1 million and he's playing like a 4 or 5 million dollar forward right now. So that's a really good really good value for a playoff team.
0: Uh, hurdle five points, five games.
1: That's not bad. watch, right? Exciting to listen to after the games. (laughs) Give his one sentence answer for five minutes. I think it's fantastic. Um, yeah, he's, he's leading the team. And and last season, uh, people were kind of disappointed with him thinking that he was going to get some, do more than what he did last year. So, um, he's kind of got to be at this point the guy in San Jose Um, Couture I think is kind of tailing off a little bit plus he's been injured hasn't even gotten into the lineup yet so hurdle has some big shoes to fill and has to carry the team on his back and I wouldn't say he's been perfect he hasn't been dominant but he's been their most consistent and better or best player so far uh and as you had said earlier Blackwood is still
0: over 900 which is an oddity for Sharks goaltending in the last few seasons so um you know again a little bit of bright spots here so for me again this is kind of like one of those so far so good as far as how I was kind of thinking the season might go and kind of hoping the season might go again most of the games that we've watched have been at least somewhat entertaining even the 3-6 loss to Carolina we were in that game until we weren't uh, but it was, it was still fun and entertaining to watch. Um, you know, the sharks are are currently looking like they're going to be the favorite for the highest draft pick, uh, which is, you know, again, very early in the season, but when you haven't won a game <laughs> in five games, I think you're the front runner, uh, and, and everybody that, that, uh, you know, writes about any of the teams, they all kind of said the same thing too. So um, you know, that's kind of where we're expecting to be. And it's exactly where we are. And of course, more sarcastically, uh, Vlasic is certainly helping in that regard. So there you go. Again, for, for me, the season's going pretty much the way I expected and almost hoped it was going to go where we're not getting a lot of points, but we're still somewhat entertaining to watch. Uh, I'm, I'm okay with it. So, uh, you don't always have to get uh, wins to to enjoy the hockey that you're watching. So there you go. Aaron, we've got some positives laid out there, but we also got a few negatives. Now these happen to come in the form of specific player names. Uh, I'm going to let you go first uh, with your guy. So uh, who's
1: a negative on the team for you? Uh, Mike Hoffman. I was expecting a little bit more of this guy. More of he's going to be, he's a goal scorer, right? I mean, I wasn't expecting 30 goals out of him, but I would say 20. I was expecting probably 20 goals from him. It's not still out of the question, but the way he's playing right now, absolutely not. He has, where's the stats? In 5 games, he has one assist, minus one, two penalty minutes and only eight shots on goal. If you're a shooter, you got to shoot, man. That's five, that's barely a shot a game. Come on. You should be getting at least three, three shots a game. Then we're talking. Then you're going to be starting to score. So he needs to uh he needs to step up. I think um, that's been very disappointing for me so far. Probably the most disappointing. I like Nolan's uh, Nolan's comment here, but is he <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> well done? Well done. Nolan. <laughs> Used to be a goal scorer. Was. Says Max. Markov. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, again, one of those guys that you were you were kind of hopeful of, right? A little bit more veteran and.
1: He's getting paid four and a half million. Zadina yeah. has looked five times as better than him, and he's getting paid four times less. That That's just the way it goes, I guess. But yeah, Max Mar- Max Marks, used to be a goal scorer. Yeah, he used to be a goal scorer. Again, I'm not expecting him to blow up the league and, and dominate, but he was brought in here for a reason, and he's not doing his job. You know, I... <laughs> I had
0: the other name in here was Anthony DeClaire. He's not doing much better, buddy. He's got five games played as well. Now he does have a goal, but he has no assist. So they have the same amount of points. One, only he's a minus four to Hoffman's minus one. He's got six penalty minutes to Hoffman's two. And he's only got five shots on goal. That is exactly one shot per game uh, where at least Hoffman is getting a little bit over that. So uh, DeClaire not doing a whole lot better. I had high hopes for DeClaire as well. The one thing I heard about him was that he was maybe a little bit lazy. Um, but I don't know. I never really watched the guy that closely. I just know who Anthony Duclair was. I'm like, oh, okay, you know, maybe this this could be good. So far, I don't know. I've, I've definitely seen him kind of just wandering, coasting around at times, and I really wish he'd keep the feet moving. But I don't know. Do you have any thoughts on Duclair specifically? Uh
1: I agree. I don't think he's been as great as I wanted him to be, but I think he's been better than Hoffman to me. Like I, to me, I think Duclair could is still earned his spot in the lineup. Whereas I think Hoffman needs to be scratched. Like, I think that he's that bad. Like at this point, I'd rather have LeBanc in over Hoffman. Wow. Which says a lot, right? <laughs> wow. I don't know. I, I feel like even with his defensive woes, I think LeBanc gives you a little bit more. Of a chance to score some goals than Hoffman right now. All right. Lightning round, real quick. Would you rather have Hoffman or Vlasic in the lineup? Uh, Vlasic. Oh, wow. Wait. Right. Well, I want hey. To, I want them to lose. So. like, <laughs> at Nolan says,
0: ouch. <laughs> I don't know if it was ouch for the answer or ouch for the fact that I asked the question. <laughs> Anyway, um, yeah, let's look at some of the upcoming games that Aaron you had brought up that the Sharks have scored in every game. They've not been shut out yet. I'm going to have uh, a guess here that we're going to get shut out in one of these games uh, Ooh, coming up. Which
1: one do you so, think? Was that?
0: Which one do you think would be a shutout? You know, I kind of feel like it could be any of these, <laughs> frankly. Uh, I Carolina, think so. I think since we, we, we put up three goals on Carolina, I think We'll be okay there, although it is in Carolina's barn. But Florida's a very strong team. Tampa Bay is a super strong team. Washington, I don't know. I, yeah. I, I think... What, you don't think so?
1: Well, Tampa Bay, Vasilevsky's out for like two months, so they don't have their top goalie. So they're, they're relying on duct tape in the back. So Florida, they have Bobrovsky, who's hot and cold. Hopefully they get him when he's cold. Um, Carolina, we just saw. Washington is actually terrible this season. I don't know if you've been paying attention, but They have less goals than the Sharks. What? Yep. Oh, my God. They are the only team worse than the Sharks for goals scored. I mean, Um, the floodgates will probably open against the Sharks and they'll say, hey, welcome back, Washington, to the league. But right now they are not looking good. They are looking like the Sharks. Was it the year after they went to the conference finals where everyone was like, whoa, I didn't think they would crash that hard, that's kind of where Washington's at right
0: now. We we will be Washington's slump buster. Okay. <laughs>
1: probably. That's probably what's
0: gonna happen. That's what I mean. Yeah, I uh Tampa I'm gonna guess Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is the game we uh we ruin our no shutout streak. That's that's what I'm thinking. So and although I they mean, may not have Vaslovsky in net you still gotta get past quite a few players else. to get there.
1: Yeah. I think it'll be Carolina. Really? Well it's a back to back so it's a scheduled loss going from Tampa Bay to Carolina. That's what I think. I think Carolina I is going to get shot. And we're
0: Countless, not even. Kansas Vasilevsky could send his fourth ghost and block at least 10 of the 12 <laughs> shots. SJ gets on net. I love that he says that they're going to get 12 shots
1: on net. <laughs> you know, like I, we used to talk about how many points the Sharks are going to get. And now we're talking about who's going to shut out the Sharks. <laughs> How the mighty have fallen. Uh,
2: We just stunk.
0: (laughs) Yes, we do. Uh, Anyway, so the upcoming games here we go Tuesday at Florida, Thursday at Tampa Bay, Friday in Carolina, and Sunday in Washington. That happens to be the last game of this road trip. I think it's a five game stand or five game road trip, I should say. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, four of them coming up this week uh, Thursday, Friday, back to back. So, yeah, I think. It's going to be an ugly road trip. It's kind of been, you know, an ugly season thus far, and it's just going to continue. Um, So, Aaron, anything special you want to say about any of these games in particular?
1: No, it's just a lot of games this week, so it'll be fun. Um, I like the Friday game, too, because I think it's, it's an off night, so it's kind of cool. There's less games, so you get a little bit more eyes on it. But, yeah. All right. Fair
0: enough. And I think uh, earlier Super producer Jason had uh, messaged somebody directly saying that uh, you'd be seeing this near the end of the show. I'm guessing that person was asking about the set updates. Um, or, I'm sorry, our set. set. Yes. Updates. Uh, and we do have some updates. Aaron, do you want to take this this one away? I, I don't really know
1: any about the pictures and stuff that we've got in store here. So one Sure. Let's, I'm pretty sure he's got pictures set up for us, but um uh, Super producer Jason went over to uh, my parents' house and my dad, Todd Scholl, there he is in the picture, is building these the new set. So this is a kind of a sneak peek of what it's going to look like. Um, we need four panels overall, and right now they finished the third one today, so we're getting pretty close. We got one more panel plus another like column to go, and then we can actually put these pieces together, and we will have a set, and we will be shooting from somewhere. We're not sure yet where exactly, but we will be having, we will have our set, um, very soon. So yeah. Um, next super producer, Jason will be working on the led strips and soldering, I guess, probably next week or maybe at the end of this week. So, um, yeah, a lot of work going into the new set. It's going to look really good and can't wait to be out of my garage and into someone else's garage for our set. (laughs) <laughs> Someone else's garage Nice
0: <laughs> Alright, yeah, so we're excited about that Hopefully you guys are as well we we'll probably still continue to do the live shows But maybe we'll start doing some of the recorded stuff again uh, if For a lot of you guys, the old time members of the show you know, know that we would do recorded shows uh, And then we just did live things Like as a 15-30 minutes before uh, We actually did the recorded version So, uh, I'm not sure if the lives are going to go away Necessarily, Aaron But uh, we'll, we'll have uh this this set uh right at a rock hopefully sooner than later i think what what, what do you think can you have like a tentative hopefully
1: before because i mean it's they put that together they did two panels yeah. in two days before thanksgiving mm-hmm. you think i think i'm gonna say yes and then wow. super producer jason will probably yell at me later for <laughs> committing <laughs> us to that but <laughs> <laughs> i think so
2: nice
0: all right well hey maybe not maybe maybe uh, christmas who knows uh quite a gift it would be in any case uh i think that's pretty much the show aaron were there any other little comments you wanted to pull out just before we leave or any last second thing you wanted to wrap up with any of the, the games or whatever we just stunk
1: <laughs> <laughs> one more thing that i don't want people to forget is couture is coming back and grandland that's two centers coming back Oh, look at that. Ryan Sontag. Thank you for the $5. Can't wait to see the new set. Looks like a ton of work is going into it. There is a lot of work going into it. Um, it's been taking a long time and we apologize for taking so long, but it will be coming back. It's We've it's
0: only been talking about it for like three years, Aaron. I don't know what you're talking
1: about. I say two seasons ago, we were at my neighbor's house because he had that really awesome garage and then he moved away last year so we couldn't use it anymore. It's gone. Like it got painted over. It was so sad. Oh, I took a picture. I was walking by because it's on my street and the garage doors open and they had painters come in and they had painted over everything. So he had one wall was sharks wall, which is the one that we were recording on. He had another wall. That was a 49ers wall and he had memorabilia everywhere. It was awesome. So I took a picture and I sent it to him. I'm like, oh, it's so sad. It's all gone.
0: So I think what people just heard is if they live anywhere near you, uh, be careful of the guy with the camera. He's a creeper. He's going to take pictures of your garage. <laughs> uh, Ryan, once again, dude, thank you so much. Do appreciate the $5. It does go a long way to help support the show. Uh, again, if you guys want to do the same thing Ryan did, you can uh, use the super chat function. Also, again, Venmo at the fin Factor. Uh, or you can go to thefinfactor.com and buy any of the merch if you'd like to get something uh, for your support of the show. But Ryan, again, thank you so much, man. really do appreciate you. You've been uh, part of the show for uh, several seasons. Uh, definitely a name we recognize. So thank
1: you, buddy. I'll take uh, Kellen's last comment here. Does Bordello get dropped to the Cuda when Couture Grandling get healthy? I believe so. I think uh, because he's waiver exempt, he's going to need more ice time. Again, he will be the guy down at the Barracuda and getting lots way more ice time both power play and penalty kill really get him ready to come back up. I do think he's going to bounce between and not just because of injuries, but because of performance. So once he starts playing really well at the Barracuda level, they're probably going to reward him and bring him back up to the sharks. Um, If there was an injury, obviously he would come back up too, but I think he should go down because he, again, would get more ice and progress better. Plus Granlin and Couture plus hurdle. That's really solidifying your centers for at least the top two lines. Um, They're also a lot more defensive responsible than some of the players that are in currently. So I think the Sharks will be getting better once they're back and healthy. Well, like Lando Calrissian said, I don't like it. I don't agree with it, but I accept it.
0: Uh, Absolutely. Uh, I think Bortolo is that guy simply because simply because the no move clause. I'm sorry, the uh, the waiver exemption waiver. yeah. Yeah, there you go okay well I think we've uh, beat this dead horse as repeatedly as we possibly can the sharks are not very good and that's okay so uh, that's my entire stance on this season and it will be the same <laughs> stance next week so <laughs> tune in hopefully that changes who knows uh, maybe the sharks take off and get four wins uh, in a row here and we just totally flip uh, the the view of the season but uh, I don't think that's gonna happen regardless. Uh, Again, thank you guys for uh, jumping in the chat, being part of the show. Ryan Sontag, thank you again for supporting the show with the $5 super Chat. Uh, If you guys can hit that like button, it does help the algorithm. Uh, If you're not subscribed, I don't know why you you wouldn't because, I mean, obviously, awesome, right? So uh, please feel free to hit that subscribe button. Notification bell lets you know when we're going live so that you don't miss the live chat portion of it. Uh, and you can be a part of the show. It'd be great. Uh, also, again, uh, be sure to visit thefinfactor.com. Check out all the merch. It does help the show a lot. So there you go. And we're looking forward to seeing you guys uh, before Thanksgiving, before Christmas, maybe, with the new set. So we'll we'll see how that goes. Yay! I was thinking next week. Next week. Wow. Uh, you're definitely going to be getting uh, on the smaller side when uh, Superdude Jason There it is. told you it was going to (laughs) happen. St. Peter St. John says, same bad channel, same bad Oh, I'm solo. (laughs) Well done, Super Producer Jason. And on that note, uh, for Super Producer Jason, I'm Paul. And I'm Aaron. And we will
1: see you guys next week on set. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye.
0: Thanks for tuning in. If you like this episode, check out our other content, especially interviews. You can interact with us directly through social media at the Factor and on Instagram
1: at FinFactor. And don't forget to join our live streams on YouTube. Visit our website at thefinfactor.com where you'll find all of our episodes as videos or podcasts. You'll also find our exclusive merchandise to help support our show.